Welcome to the Sports Insider Podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Uthon, and welcome to our Thursday episode as we will start by talking about um, the MLB trade deadline. Bunch of trades going down today. Um, of course, um, Dodgers tr- trying to land Max Scherzer um, as well here. Um, so, Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo to the Yankees, um, Max Scherzer, um, Trevor Story, um, Max Scherzer, Probably could head to L.A. and Trevor Story could head to the Padres. Um, Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, and Craig Kimbrell um, also could be traded as well. Um, so Seattle um, acquired Diego Castillo from the Rays bullpen. The Right-handed pitcher, um, Danny Duffy, also goes to the um, Dodgers. Um, Bailey Horn, Cesar, Cesar, Cesar Hernandez um, is on the White Sox, and second base, uh, second baseman, outfielder Joey Gallo on the New York Yankees, Starling Marte. To Oakland, um, Luis Caesar and Justin Wilson in Cincinnati, and Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero are in Houston, um, as well as um, in as well as Joe Smith and Abraham Toro to Seattle. Um, Andrew Chaplin also to Oakland, um, along with Greg uh, Deitchman and Daniel Palencia. Um, And uh, left-handed pitcher Tyler Anderson also is in um, is in New York. So, Nelson Cruz is in Tampa Bay, as well as we've heard. Um, and, of course, um, Jock Peterson also is there, too, along with Stephen uh, Voke. So, as we um, near the end uh, tomorrow, in which um, things could change, um, as well, um, the Dodgers, uh, got Max Scherzer, a great fastball pitcher, um, slider is insane, um, and he's one of our, one of the top pitchers, um, that we've seen in Major League Baseball, um, so far, um, in his career, he's made, um, such a, um, impact for a team, um, 
and that's interesting. Um, so talking about Starling Marte, um, his impact on Oakland will be a big one because they need an outfielder. Um, and they need a good hitter and he's been hitting great, um, throughout this season. Um, he's been really, really, really consistent, really, really good, um, at that matter. And it's really, um, gives us a outlook on what type of player and impact he will bring on um, the year. He's got 71 hits, uh, 25 RBIs in his batting, 305 in the regular season. Um, and has his second highest batting average for a season in his career this year. Um, one of the, um, one of the great, um, players that I look at, um, and for him to be, um, that guy that can play really well, um, would be a super duper, um, be a super duper great thing for him. Um, Starling Marte, one of the um, great outfielders in our game, and he could definitely bring a great um, hitting and fielding side with a strong arm um, to Oakland. Um, Diego Castillo could definitely bring a lot. Um, especially coming from a great bullpen, and he can be your guy um, in um, in different situations. And the Mariners um, would be a um, would be a great would be a great um, fit for them, and he would um, make himself. Um, he would make himself a great um, relief pitcher in that um, state. So, as stats go, um, he's got um, 26 hits, but um, he seems to have been doing okay. Um, 14 saves on the year, um, and can't be too bad. ERA is really, really tough, um, but one of the best for relief pitchers. Um, it's interesting to see what he can do with, um, the Mariners. They definitely need some bullpen pitchers, so if he, um, can give that to them, give that to them, then, um, he will be a steal pick, um, not necessarily a huge strikeout guy, but he can get the job done, um, if he needs to, um, so when you look at, um, what you look in a pitcher, um, 
and we are back on Matt Scherzer here. Um, I see great velocity, um, good spin rate, um, way to use mechanics, um, way to use um, inside-outside pitches and um, paint the corners, um, give um, the best um, you can when it comes to um, things like that. I feel like um, pitchers nowadays have um, that advanced uh, set of a mindset where they can pitch um, at different levels. Um, some are just getting to that mid-level, and some of those are up way high, higher than other um, pitchers. And it changes um, how you look at a certain pitcher's um, stature and success in the major leagues. That will end our segment uh, for segment number one. We will head into segment number two, um, talking about um, what's going on in the um, in the NFL and also some uh, college football um, predictions for the year. In my top 25 rankings uh, for this year, it should be interesting to see what my thoughts are on that. And then we will have Throwback Thursday um, also in the middle of that. And then uh, tomorrow we will have our special guest and my AFC South predictions. I know I moved it, um, and I don't mean to make that mistake, but um, we will have the special guest on tomorrow. And... Um, we will also um, be previewing um, the we will also be previewing um, we will also t- uh, recap the NBA draft um, and um, give draft grades on um, each pick one to thirty um, in the first round. Um, that should be a lot of fun for tomorrow, and then we will um, be back on Monday for another one, but um, it should be interesting to see my draft grades and um, have our first interview of the podcast um, this year. We'll be right back after this break on the Sports Inside Podcast here on Anchor and also on Spotify. Back to Sports Inside Podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Yukon, and we got NFL news as training camp continues. Um, Of course, um, Cam had a big day today um, in New England. Um, He was throwing great. and Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, uh, connecting that chemistry with wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., along with um, the Jets finally signed Zach Wilson's rookie deal, and he 
um, is ready for um, a um, new year, um, and he begins his NFL journey um, today as he starts uh, beginning ready for this, getting ready for the season. Um, couldn't go to the Jets' first practice with the team um, because of um, a um, he wasn't able to sign his um, rookie deal um, and and that was a issue because um, if you have a rookie quarterback and you wait this long to sign a deal um, when the season starts in September, um, I definitely probably try and get ready for um, to to get him ready for action and get him ready um, to get adjusted to what he's gonna face. Um, in the NFL, especially in his division, uh, um, with some tough defenses, um, inside his division and outside his division, um, as well, um, big defenses like the Rams, um, the Steelers, the Packers, the Vikings, um, the Cardinals, um, the Patriots have a great defense, um, and if you need to prepare a guy f- for an NFL, um, an NFL season, I would probably suggest it would have been better if they would have signed him earlier on, um, because of the impact that can have on a rookie quarterback and what, um, He's expected to come in and start, um, especially since you got rid of Sam Darnold, um, who had a who has a little bit more experience than um, Zach Wilson. Um, Zach Wilson can be fine and can be a good quarterback in the NFL, um, but we really don't know. And if he has um, lack of practice underneath him um, because he can't sign a rookie deal. It's tough because it's been a couple weeks, um, and it's been a, a week pretty much almost, um, and um, some rookies um, like Lawrence um, and uh, Fields have already signed their rookie deals, and they have been at practice um, ahead of the season. And Zach Wilson started today, today as in uh, Thursday. So this is interesting to me in why, um, okay, I get that it takes a while to get a structured deal um, when you're a rookie and you have to um, go to your NFL team and be with your NFL team and have to think of, like, a place um, to stay and different things like that. Um, And also getting introduced with your team um, 
getting your equipment and your locker and different things. It's a whole um, big process, but if you can't even make within the fifth or sixth practice of the first week of practice and then you miss rookie minicamp and now you're in actual minicamp after OTAs, if you're not even at OTAs or rookie minicamp and then you get into actual training camp, NFL training camp, and this is the first time you step on that field, that is a huge, huge thing that um, can change the complexion of a rookie quarterback, um, in my opinion. And it's really interesting to figure out in what um, is supposed to go on. Um, but as in um, what we know on how good Zach Wilson is, um, we could see something. Um, we just need a little bit more info, of course, because today was his first practice um, with the Jets today after signing that rookie deal. Um, and it's interesting to, to me because he was the last rookie um, to sign a rookie deal this year um, as quarterbacks go. Um, Kellen Mond had already signed his Kyle Trask um, as well with Tampa Bay. Um, and then the Jets um, may um, need to um, get uh, Zach Wilson trained and ready to go um, a lot like a lot faster um, than other rookies who have been in um, camp um, have been in uh, camp and practice and OTAs and different things like that. Um, but as um, expectations for the year for Zach Wilson, um, just try and get adjusted to the league, um, kind of fill that void in losing um, in in the loss of um, Sam Donald at QB. Um, I guess just use what you have, uh, no Robbie Anderson. So that's going to be interesting. Crowder can catch, um, and Berrios can go deep, um, but you definitely need um, something else there. Um, and I feel like Tevin Coleman will be that um, great receiving and rushing uh, running back you need especially for a rookie quarterback. Um, he's a very good um, underrated running back, um, and he will um, catch and run um, really, really fast. And he's um, also not the biggest guy, so he's able to maneuver um, through hits and contact from um, defense defenses um, in uh, the NFL. So, um, and I see that because in what he did in Atlanta, um, he had, um, great receiving, um, stats and great rushing, uh, stats. Um, and of course, um, it's going to be, um, going to be, uh, 
interesting, um, seemed to be an interesting one, um, here, um, in his, uh, he had 544 yards, six touchdowns, um, with San Francisco, and he had 528 touchdowns in 2016 on their way to a Super Bowl with Atlanta 628 um, and five touchdowns and 800 yards and four touchdowns also with Atlanta in 2019. So he was really, really, really good um, rushing and receiving um and I feel like Zach Wilson will rely on him a lot this year, especially without Robbie Anderson um, at wide receiver. Um, but we'll see what happens uh, with every single rookie quarterback. Um, and depending on who will start or not, we will um, figure that out uh, later on um, towards as we head towards preseason um, with that. That will end our segment, um, and we will have our third segment as um, we'll take a look at some NBA trade uh, news, um, along with Throwback Thursday coming up as well, um, and um, my top 25 college football rankings um, ahead of the 2021 college football season, uh, kicking off in, um, August. That should be interesting to, um, kicking off in September, excuse me. Um, that should be interesting, all that and more, um, coming up later on in the show. We'll head to break um, and right after this, we will dive into some NBA news coming in um, from Los Angeles as the Lakers pick up this one special guard to segment number three on the Sports Inside podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Youthon, and we are back. NBA news Um from Los Angeles, the Lakers um, trade for Russell Westbrook uh, from the Washington Wizards. And this is um, not a big surprise um, to many NBA fans and um, like analysts um, because this thing has been in the works for a little while now. Um, and... Um, the Lakers um, needing that guard as Kyle Kuzma um, maybe on on his way out of um, a situation here, um, and teams have denied Ben Simmons trades, um, so it seems like. Um, That is a problem for Philadelphia, um, but as um, Russell Westbrook goes, um, Russell Westbrook is a really talented guard. He can get you many, many triple-doubles um, as he broke Oscar Robinson, 
Um, Oscar Robinson's record. Um, and it's interesting um, because he's been one of the best um, guards in our game for quite some time. Um, of course, with the Thunder, with the Rockets, um, with uh, the Wizards, and leading them to the eighth seed in the um, East is not an easy job when you don't have um, much and Bradley Beal um, is injured. Um, and it's just chain, it changes um, a um, changes uh, what um, you have to do and look out for um, when you look at what um, Russell Westbrook can do, he can do a lot of things that many um, NBA players and athletes can't do. He can elevate, um, he can stretch the floor, he can um, dribble, he's got great um, court vision, um, awareness, um, he's able to find open teammates, um, and of course shoot um, from deep, he's able to um, score inside, dunk, um, and he's great defensively, um, as opposed to many guards in the NBA, um, he's one of the best um, at doing so. And when um, you look at what he did last year, he um, he would what he did this year was a great um, show because he gave us what we wanted to see. He gave us um, that excitement, that electrifying play that we always see, and then we see another side of Russell Westbrook where we see um, that guy that will um, take the take the game to a whole new level. Um, he'll um, use screens, he'll set screens, um, he'll um, use all different types of passes, um, find open teammates, um, not really be, um, that selfish guy that, um, shoots all the time, um, but helps finds his, um, helps finds, uh, his teammates and set them up for good shots, and, um, he's a great leader, um, and he's a great player to build around, of course. Um, and he's a great piece to add to a team um, that already has a bunch of depth. Because even though um, he's a little bit on the older side now, um, you still see a lot of rust that we saw um, back in his MVP season with um, Oklahoma City. Um, on the Thunder, and 
it just um, is a it's a great thing to watch um, the way that he plays. Um, his style of play is absolutely amazing. Um, since Oklahoma City until now, he's um, always been a team first guy and always um, has been able to um, get steals too as well. Um, great, great defender. Um, and um, compared to a lot of smaller point guards and shooting guards, um, he's good on both ends of the floor. Um, and that's hard to find nowadays. Um, and it's a great um, thing for a coach to have, especially um, in a great situation. Um the Lakers, in my opinion, necessarily didn't need to go after a guard, um, but it's a good um, it's a good call um, to make at least um, if you need to fill in that um, hole. Apparently, um, if that seems to be an issue, um, and of course, um, it seemed to be in this situation as. Um, point guard Russell Westbrook heads from the Wizards to the Lakers um, via trade. So that is um, interesting um, to think about. Um, but I feel like um, there's a lot that um, we could see out of a new Lakers team with uh, Russell Westbrook. Of course, LeBron and AD, um, and it should um, maybe give them another shot at a championship. That will end segment number three as we will head into um, Throwback Thursday and then head to the top 25 um, rankings and breaking down um, the college football top 25 rankings, um, ahead of the 2021 college football season, um, starting in early September. This should be, um, we should have a great show for you tomorrow as well. Um, special guest along with, um, AFC South predictions, um, recap of the NBA draft, um, and more from the Olympics, um, as well, and, um, a look ahead into the MLB, um, weekend series with, um, new additions after the trade deadline, and what to expect from those as we head toward the playoff push, um, and head toward the postseason of the MLB season. That will end our segment here on the Sports Insight Podcast. Um, we will head to break right after this. We will go into... We will, go, we will talk on... Um, 
a breakdown of um, the top 25 um, college football rankings and throwback Thursday to end it all on this Thursday afternoon. This is Sports Insight Podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Luthon, and we will jump into the top 25 college football rankings as we as I have um, made my rankings for the year, um, of course, top four teams pretty much is the same um, as last year. Just switched it around a little bit. Um, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, top four teams. Alabama, um, of course, Bryce Young, um, one of those great, talented Guys, of course, you got Mechie coming back as well. Um, of course, Najee Harris is gone. Uh, Mac Jones is gone. Devonta Smith is gone. Jalen Waddle is gone. Um, but I still feel like Alabama recruits really well. Um, Nick Saban coaches really, really well. One of the top coaches along with Ohio State, Clemson and Georgia, um, Oklahoma and Florida, Notre Dame. Um so, I just feel like this um, Alabama team is really, really, really good and tough to beat. Um, of course, they have some tough battles in the SEC, of course. with um, It's always a great game with rival Auburn. Of course, um, Georgia gives them a tough matchup. Um, Florida sometimes, maybe. Um, but usually, um, they will cruise through the West, of course. Um Texas A&M is up there, too, as well, one of the tops in the West. Um, of course, probably not on the level as Bama, um, but they are up there, of course, um, coached by Jimbo Fisher. Um, and the second team in the top four, I have Ohio State. Um, of course, Strout, we don't know what we are going to expect from him, but I'm expecting that Ryan Day is ready to go, um, especially in that Big Ten conference. Um, they should be able to um, breeze pretty much through some of those games, of course, MSU, um, Nebraska, um, Rutgers, who actually could possibly be one of the best teams in that um, conference. Um Northwestern, um, when they lose their whole team, of course, um, but, um, Indiana could give them some trouble, of course, Michigan, um, but I feel like Ohio State, um, wins that conference easily, um, mostly throughout the whole year, pretty much going undefeated, um, depending on if somebody shockingly upsets them, um, Clemson, them too, um, really, really talented, um, no doubt about it. Dabo, Brett Venables, um, arguably one of the best head coaches and the best defense defense coordinator, in my opinion. Um, they are definitely going to be tough to stop. Um, um, of course, DJ stepping in. Uh, that role uh, um, 
in for Trevor Lawrence. Um, but um, really, one of the guys that I look at is um, Lynn Dixon, of course. Um, needing to be that big guy um, uh, to um, have that big step-up role at running back. Um, one of the key positions on this Clemson team is that running back position, um, and it has been for many, many years, um, other besides quarterback, of course. Um, Justin Ross back again. Um, it's interesting to um, see how it goes. Um, and, of course, um, it should be interesting to see how um, he manages that role um, really well. Um And, um, they've signed, uh, Jaden Lucas, so that's interesting, um, there too. Um, looking at Clemson here, um, they do have, uh, Tyson Pumachan, um, as their backup, um, so that will be interesting to see, but, um, if he, if um, DJ Ungalele um, will um, will pan out, or um, if he will get injured or not, but DJ definitely has some promise there. Um, of course. Um, Joseph, Joseph, um, Nagata will definitely be one of those guys, um, that steps up. EJ Williams, uh, Will Sweeney, um, probably will most likely not start, but I could see EJ, you could see EJ Williams, um, as well. Um, defensively, they are definitely stacked. KJ Henry back again. Um, and, um, and we will definitely see a lot from this secondary. Um, um, Andrew Booth, uh, Jr., will probably want to be a top pick in the um, NFL draft uh, next year. So this um, will be interesting to see is um, what will happen um, with that. Um, I feel like he will be a top pick and um, a lot of teams will um, definitely be looking out for him, of course, um, because one of the top corners in the draft, uh, why not take him um, to improve um, a secondary um, that really needs help, um, in which we will see after um, the NFL season is up.
Um, I feel like Clemson uh, deserves that position. Um, they're pretty good. Um, they could honestly be number two on this list. Um, but I'm not sure how um, DJ will step up as big as Trevor Lawrence did. Um, and I see a little bit more potential in Strout right now, but both teams are neck and neck for number two. Um, and in my opinion, um, that is how I see it, but it possibly could change um, through the top four. Georgia, um, probably one of those teams where I could see um, a drastic change in what they've done. Um, of course, you have White coming back um, along with Pickens um, at wide receiver. Um this should be interesting for Georgia. Um, Kirby Smart is back again. Um, of course, they have a meeting between um, the three and four teams on this list. Clemson and Georgia, the first game of the year. Probably one of the best games of the year. Um, and I see Georgia as a top four team because Georgia competes really, really hard. Um, especially in the SEC um, to be one of the top teams. Of course, you could debate um, Florida is up there with them and maybe um, a little bit better than them last year. Um, But I still see Georgia as one of those teams where um, you can't count them out of the top five. Um, So there and that is what is going to happen. Um, Oklahoma, number five, this could be debated as a four and five situation flipped around again. Um, Spencer Rattler's absolutely stunning um, with what he can do. Um, Oklahoma has a pretty much straight shot um, before they join the SEC um, of winning this conference of the Big 12 um, for many, many years now. And uh, Lincoln Riley does a great job of developing quarterbacks, as we saw Jalen Hurts last year, Colin Murray beforehand. Um and of course, and of course, Cliff Kingsbury, um, a guy in the Big 12 um, who coached in Texas Tech, got Kyler Murray um, to the Arizona Cardinals. So that was an interesting um, move, and he didn't go too far from a Big 12 coach. Um, I feel like this is what um, we expect uh, from Oklahoma, and I feel like they will um, live up to that. Um, bargain, of course, they're going to win against um, teams like Kansas. Um, Oklahoma State could give some trouble here and there. Um, Kansas State always could pull an upset, um, as we've seen in past years, but probably um, Oklahoma will usually have their number. Um, Iowa State could give some problems, so this is going to be interesting. Um, to see what happens with Oklahoma there. Um, Big 12 is going to be interesting this year, um, as always, um, with Oklahoma and Texas staying in that Big 12 till 2025. Um, The next team, uh, Florida, Dan Mullen has done a great job um, of recruiting and making this team uh, what it is. Um, 
I see a lot of potential out of Florida to keep um, this going. Um, without Kyle Trask, without Kyle Pitts, um, this should be interesting to see how it is. They always have a great defense. They always have a great offense. Um, nothing really I can say too much about it other than this team is very, very good, and they deserve a top-10 spot. Number seven, Notre Dame. People could argue this really because um, we don't know what we're going to see out of a team, um, especially that um, struggled towards um, the end of the year with um, that ACC championship loss to Clemson. Um, Ian Book really led this team to where it is, um, and Notre Dame uh, usually will come back and be stronger. Um, and they're going to continue to be strong, um, especially with Brian Kelly um, in the lead there. Um, but if I... Um, If I, um, if I, uh, like finish a, um, if you look at what, um, they can do. Uh, Kyron Williams is really, really dangerous. Um, and I feel like Notre Dame always has a interesting, um, way of, um, getting wins, um, and they're able to do it consistently. Um, and I feel like they deserve a, um, in the top 10, uh, with, I'll take Notre Dame at seven. Number eight, Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati is great. Um, one of the best teams in the American Athletic Conference um, up there with Memphis. And they seem to kind of rule Memphis as of a couple years. And um, Central Florida has fallen down. Um, and I feel like um, Cincinnati has a lot um, that they're going to prove um, to get into those um, finishes here um, and it's going to be new with the college football um, playoff bracket um, changing a lot from four um, and from four teams um, as they go away with that. Um, it should be interesting to see um, what happens there. Um, and when talking about, um, what Desmond Ritter can do, it is crazy, um, to think that, um, Cincinnati um, is underlooked in some ways. Um, they have great talent. Um, 
especially Jair Thomas, um, one of that young star of that team, and um, and I feel like their defense has improved really, really, really well um, throughout um, the last couple of years, and I feel like Cincinnati um, should be a top eight team and a top eight seed in the top twenty-five. Um, because of it, um, they've proved that they can be the best team in the American Athletic Conference and win um, some games outside of it, so they should deserve that eight seed. Um, number nine, North Carolina, Sam Howell. I don't have to say much about it. Um, Sam Howell is one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC, um, maybe arguably the best Um as we've seen as in um, starting quarterbacks coming back this year um, and not just starting for the first time um, with a new team or with a um, with transfers in there. Um, I feel like it's probably one, a great decision to put them here. Uh, Mac Brown uh, leads the leads the charge here, and he's one of the best coaches um, in the ACC. Um, and I feel like it is just a great um, program program altogether. Um, North Carolina in football, I feel like they are the number nine seed. Um, one of my favorite teams coming up next, um, one of my playoff sleepers this year that I have picked, Iowa State. Um, I think they are a playoff sleeper. Brock Purdy is absolutely insane. Um, he's great. He's got a great arm. He's got great legs. Um, and what he can do at Iowa State is a is a absolutely great thing. Um, of course, Iowa State needs that leader, and they're getting it um, from Brock Purdy. Of course, um, it's going to be interesting to see what Brock Purdy can do. Um, Brock Purdy, last year, uh, 2000. 750 passing yards with 19 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Not bad, um, especially. And um, for him to throw in 2019, 3,982 yards, um, averaging 8.4 yards a pass, 27 touchdowns and nine interceptions and never get over 10 picks and go over um, 15 touchdowns every single year um, and throw for over 2,000 yards, I'll take it. Um, And especially coming in as a senior, he wants to improve, um, and I feel like he will improve, and Iowa State um, will stay inside the top 10, and I feel confident of that. Um, and 
it probably should not be up for debate, um, as Iowa State is one of the best teams in uh, the Big 12 uh, right now, up there with Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, um, and um, all that. So, next team, um, I'm probably going to go quickly or quick, uh, quickly now. Um, 11, I have Texas A&M. Um, Jimbo Fisher is a great coach. Um, defensively, they are one of the best in the um, whole SEC. Um, up there with Florida and Georgia and Alabama, I would say arguably one of the best. Um, it's top four. Um, at this point, um, behind these, uh, behind Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, all in the top 10 um, from the SEC, and just outside is Texas A&M, in which has a top four um, defense in the SEC um, right now. Um, and it's only going to keep getting better as um, recruiting goes for Jimbo Fisher. Um, but I'm good with Texas A&M at 11 for now. Iowa, another one. Um, I feel like Iowa can be another sleeper team. They are super-duper talented. Um, I love what they have um, going on there. Um, and Iowa will... Iowa will... Um, Iowa will surprise a lot of people um, this year, and I feel like it should, um, they should, and they most likely will um, do that. Um, And I feel like um, Iowa will be um, really, really good. So, of course, um, their quarterback, um, Spencer Pages, um, didn't start much um, really at all. 2018-2019, but in twenty in 2020, um, as a junior, um, he had as a junior. Um, in last year, he had uh, 1,569 yards, uh, nine touchdowns, and five interceptions, averaging 6.4 yards a pass, um, with a 119 passing rating, passer rating, um, and that's not bad as a quarterback, and I feel like, um, if we see a lot more out of him, uh, this year, that he can, um, be really talented, um, ahead of the draft, um, ahead of the draft, um, and, he will most likely have another year. So um, this year, um, 
we should see a lot from Iowa, and I feel like we will, um, especially at their quarterback position um, there. But Tyler Goodson is great. Um, one of my favorite players on this team. Um, and I feel like that is um, great to see from him at running back. Um, and what he can do um, is interesting. And I will be a very, very good team this year, and they will surprise a lot of people in the Big Ten this year. Um, so going quickly through the bottom of my rankings, um, 13, I have Boston College. 14, I have Oklahoma State. 15, I have NC State. Um, of course, Spencer Sanders leading Oklahoma State. Um, really well. Um, NC State, one of the top dark horses in the ACC um, pretty much every single year. Indiana, another one um, in the Big Big Ten. Um, they surprised a lot of people. They surprised uh, me last year. I thought that Penn State was going to be that um, big thing with um, Clifford, of course, and um, James Franklin always being that dynamic quarterback developer that he is at Penn State, um, and it just wasn't the case, um, but with Indiana, it was a different story, they had, um, it rolled in last year, um, towards the end, and, um, Indiana, um, will, um, be interesting this year. Tom Allen, Michael Pinnock Jr., um, of course, and Ty Freifogley and, um, Cameron Buckley, of course, there too. Um, so, I see a lot from St Stephen Pinnock Jr. Um, this year. Really, really, really good at developing. Um, super duper um, uh, strong. Uh, he's got a great strong arm. Um, and I feel like it will um, help him along the way. 17, I have Arizona State. They are one of the best in the Pac-12 Um followed by Oregon, um, another Pac-12 team. Um, I feel like both of those teams are pretty much um, some of the best in that um, conference, and um, they will probably be the leaders of that conference. I mean, I see a lot um, from them coming in. 2021. So when I think of um, a team and I look at a smaller school, I see Coastal Carolina being 19th. Uh, played great last year. Grayson McCall um, at the helm there and one of the best I've ever seen 
um, legs, th- he uh, uses his legs really well, um, run the option, of course. Um, and one of the best dynamic teams we've seen in the Sun Belt Conference in a while, um, and we always thought it was Louisiana and Ab State in that Sun Belt Conference, um, and Coast Carolina kind of silenced it, of course, big win against BYU, and second overall pick, um, Zach Wilson last year um, in a crazy ending um, in Conway. So that was interesting. Um, But I feel like Coast Carolina continues to cruise as long as McCall um, stays with the Chanticleers. Um, As we head to 20, uh, Minnesota I feel like P.J. Fleck um, leads this team, um, and they show what they can do. Um, I feel like they're better than Northwestern um, Nebraska, and um, they can beat teams like Michigan State, of course, and um, Illinois, of course, as well. Um, They can beat as well. P.J. Fleck is one of the best coaches I've seen um, coach a team, and just the mentality of um, keeping in game and um, never giving up till the end will help them um, succeed really, really, really far, Um, and I feel like they are a top 25 team. Um, Coming up, uh, Texas... Um, there too. Many people could say Texas is, uh, um, out of the top 25. Um, and I could agree with you, um, in some cases. Um, but here I feel like, um, Big 12 needs another, um, needs another spot because, um, this conference is very, very, very good. Um, but I don't see them as um, anything more than 21, um, and they could be bounced out of the top 25 by the end of the year, or not even be in it to begin with. Um, but I feel like um, what what we saw, what we have seen from Texas over the years, um, it's probably most likely never going to, ch- probably not going to change um, for a little bit. Um, and um, Hudson Card is one of my favorite um, quarterbacks to look forward to seeing. Um, of course, B.J. Foster and Anthony Cook, along with um, Kelvante Dixon um, and Miles Mask, one of um, really, really, really um, good defense here. And um, I see a lot um, from this team. And Steve Sarkeesian um, will be one of um, the top 
teams. Um, and I feel like um, you can't really count out um, a team like um, Texas, and I feel like Hudson Card will turn things around um, in Texas after um, Tom Herman was fired last year. Um, Washington, another one um, that could be slept on. Washington seems to be a team where um, I look at and I see a potential um, potential for this team. Um, Washington um, Of course, uh, Sam Hurd, Dylan Morris, um, so I see a lot, um, from this team to do a lot better, um, this year and whatever, um, whatever, um, Washington can bring, um, we will get to see, and I feel like, um, they will be a team that people sleep on, but I see it as a team that, um, will shock a lot of people again, um, Pac-12 is another one, another, um, conference to where I feel like, um, this is, um, interesting. A lot of people pick uh, UCL, um, USC to be in the top 25. I don't um, see too much of that. Um, I don't think that um, it really changes uh, complexion on it. Um, loss of JT Daniels um, and to be put in top 25, uh, we look at schedule, um, too, as well, and I don't see much out of, uh, USC at all, um, that really impresses me too much to believe they are top 25, they could potentially be maybe 24 or 25 at some point, um, but probably most likely, um, no, um, I see, uh, UCLA, being in there, um, Dorian Thompson, um, is a very, very dynamic quarterback, um, they got a great offense, um, wide receivers and running back, um, are great, um, defense is great, uh, secondary, um, is really, is pretty underrated, um, and linebackers as well, um, Edge, I'm not sure, um, but we could um, see a lot from um, UCLA this year, and I hope that um, the Bruins 
will be in the top 25, and I feel like they will. Um, so at 23, UCLA. 24 um, will be Louisiana. One of those teams in the Sun Belt Conference where I look at it and I see this team is good. This team is good. They are a great team. Um, they play really hard. Offense, they can score a bunch of points. Um, close to 38, 40 points a game. Um, and defensively, they don't give up many points um, either, depending on um, the opponent. Maybe Coast Carolina could give them some trouble. Um, but other than that, um, maybe Ab State. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the Sun Belt Conference this year. Um, another team that could be pretty good, um, Georgia State. But um, I couldn't really see too much out of them um, if um, that was the case. But Louisiana at 24, I'm strong about it. Offense is good. Defense is good. Um, and they're very dynamic um, all together. Um, I would give in-depth about um, it, but um, we are uh, – and we are close to the end. So App State, another one, could be up there. That could be a very good matchup, Louisiana versus App State. Um, Sun Belt Conference is another one hard to sleep on. Coast Carolina, App State, Louisiana, um, Georgia State could be a problem, maybe. Um, and the Sun Belt, another one that could be a underrated conference um, in college football this year, so that will round out the college football top 25 um, ahead of, toward the end of the um, college football season. I I like it. Um, I feel like I did a pretty good job, um, and um, that will end the uh, segment here is we'll go into our final segment which will look into throwback thursday with rams quarterback kurt warner um as our player for this week uh, last week was cam chancellor and we stay in the nfc west uh, with um kurt warner and um we will have an action-packed Friday episode um, coming tomorrow, but Throwback Thursday will be our final segment on the show today, so we will finish that up right after this. Throwback Thursday, as we will um, finish our show with Throwback Thursday today on Court on Kurt Warner, um, as we take a look at what he did. Um, over his career. So, quick overview of Kurt Warner. Um, played a full 12 years in the NFL. Um, uh, 
well, well, 11, and, um, it is great to see him, um, of course, he played for St. Louis Rams at the time, uh, one year with the New York Giants, and finished his career in Arizona for five years, uh, from 2005 to 2000, four years from 2005 to, um, 2009, um, and highlighting, um, his, um, years, of course, um, Biggest years were 1999, um, where he led his team to a 13-3 and record. Um, he completed 325 passes, 499 on 499 attempts, uh, 65.1 completion uh, percentage, um, with 4,353 yards for 41 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Um And his touchdown percentage, um, his touchdown average was 8.2 um, for passing touchdowns. In 2001, um, he played another 16-game uh, year, um, and it was his only... Um, his out his um second of three full seasons playing sixteen uh games where he led his team to a fourteen and two record um and had a sixty um sixty eight um point seven completion percentage uh, for 4,830 yards, 36 touchdowns, and a miserable 22 picks. Um, and it's hard um, to it's hard to um, compare that, but um, pretty much a um, three to one ratio when talking about touchdowns to interceptions. I mean, Kurt Warner, um, at quarterback, um, really one of the best to ever do it. So, um, you can't really, um, judge him off the interceptions, but still good passing yards and passing touchdowns, um, for his career. Um, and then, Highlight some years uh, with Arizona. Of course, he had um, that big year in 2008, um, 4,583 yards, 30 touchdown, 30 passing touchdowns, and 14 picks. Um, and he led his team to a 9-7 and seven record um, and, of course, went 10-5 and five in his last um, year with Arizona, um, to end his career, um, it played really, really well, um, as a quarterback, um, of course, um, me not seeing much of that, um, but watching highlights, I can, um, tell that he was one of the best and prolific passers of 
um, that era and um, has led the way for um, pocket passers um, in um, for pocket passers um, in the NFL today. Um, great completion percentage as he had only one um, below 60%, only two between uh, 60% um, and one year he did not start, uh, but one game that he played, um, and he had zero games started that year. Um, and he only started one game um, in the year he went below 60% um, passer rating uh, for co- no completions, uh, completion percentage. As he had uh, 65.1, 67.7, 68.7, 65.5, 58.5, 62.8, 64.5, 64.3, 62.3, 67.1, 66.1, um, and he only had, um, Not counting the year he didn't start, um, and the year that he, um, started only one game, he had thrown over a thousand yards every single year, um, and he had only missed two thousand, um, over two thousand yards twice in his career, which was in 2002 and 2006 with Arizona, um, and um, really one of the best that we've seen um, for regular season quarterbacks. And, of course, um, in the playoffs, he did um, great um, from two, uh, 1999, uh, 2000, 2001, and 2008. Um, in five years, um, he made the playoffs, and, um, it was, and it was really, 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 um, it's actually really, really, um, great for him, um, and, um, he, uh, is a four-time Pro Bowler and a Hall of Famer, um, one of the best to ever do it, um, that we've seen, um, and Rams, Cardinals, um, fans, and, um, they will remember Kurt Warner, um, as one of the best quarterbacks, um, to ever play with um, their team. Um, kind of similar. Um, no, um, now it's been Roethlisberger. Um, and um, it is uh, great for, um, it's great to see what Kurt Warner did 
um, in his career. Um, um, Kurt Warner won two Super Bowls. Um, and um really really um made a great impact um on the game um won two super bowls and played his heart out until the end in 2009 that will do that will do it for our show today um we'll have a show we will have a great show for you tomorrow a special guest with our AFC South predictions, um, more on um, the MLB trade deadline as another trade went down with a recap of the NBA draft as well. Um, all that and more tomorrow on the Sports Insight podcast. Um, I'm your host, Wesley Uthon, and I'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>